Hi, Evan. You want to press record? It's alright, but when I go edit it, no, when I edit it, I see my hand, and that's where I know where to start, you see? Right. Okay, Tony. We don't get no copyrights for that, man. Come on, Tony. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? You are. This is the first episode of the Fieldhouse Podcast. Now I know you know I have my podcast before. It's been changed a couple of times. You know the name. We went through a couple of name changes and stuff, but um, we found it. Yeah. This is it. The Fieldhouse. You know what I mean? There ain't no more. That that's it. No more changing. And it's my pleasure, man, to have Eric Ortha Jr. here. Give it up. Give it up. Thank you. Thank you. Right on, brother. Right on, man. I appreciate you coming out here, you know, doing this. Uh, I, I thank you for being the first guest on the Fieldhouse Podcast, man. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And um, let's kick it off, let's you go. know. So we see you all the time. I know I see you, 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 you know, I see you all over uh, social media with all these events and stuff. Mm-hmm. Let people know um, who is Eric Arthur, where you're from, where you started, you know, where you grew up, um, how you ended up at West. Well, I grew up in Victoria, Texas. I went to Crane Elementary, and I feel like Crane is where a lot of my, I would say, talents kind of came out because that's when, like, kickball came out, uh, all the playground games. And from there, I was just joining, like, little leagues, like, baseball leagues, stuff like that. I played baseball when I was little, but that was for fun, you know. And then I started getting more serious once I started getting older. Like, in middle school, I kind of stopped playing baseball, and I got into basketball and track. And um, Patty Water was where I found my love for basketball. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a short guy. Everyone <laughs> thinks I can't do this, but I can do short it. Short king, short yeah, king. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right and on. then I found out I was pretty fast, so I did, I did track pretty much all – all two years of seventh and eighth grade, and then from there I went to Victoria West High School, and then freshman year I played baseball again. I did track, basketball. Um, I didn't do powerlifting at the time because I really didn't think I was capable of it. And um, sophomore year I decided to do all the sports again. I didn't do track. I decided to do cross country after that because you know I really didn't like the the way the track was going like for me, the coaching yeah. and all that. So I was like, you know what, let's try cross country. Found out I liked cross country. Um, finally decided to do powerlifting. Uh, I didn't really didn't take it serious as I wish I should have. Um, so I really didn't go to a lot of meets and stuff like that. And then junior year, that was when I t- like I looked at myself. I was like, you know, I gotta take it serious. You know, I gotta find a way to get out of Victoria. I gotta find a way to make people know who I am. So I did basketball, baseball, cross country, still powerlifting season came around, and um, I was excited for it. I was actually supposed to get top top five at state that year. I had a good chance of winning state that year. But um that was when COVID first like broke out, so like it was real bad and um I went straight from basketball to powerlifting and then like a week into powerlifting, the coaches for basketball all got COVID. So since I was in basketball, everybody had a quarantine. So mm. I was I was out for a while and then when I came back there was like one meet left and the coach was like, you know what, you're just not gonna lift it this year. I was like, I you know I couldn't really do nothing about it. So like I accepted it. I went back home and like I made a I made a list of what I'm gonna do next year, my goals. And I actually have a it's like a whiteboard. I have it hung up on my wall and pretty much all those goals are checked off this year. Dang, nice, yeah. brother, nice. Well, b- before we before we head that way, um, 
Let, let's go to where you started. You said you started at Crane, right? Yes, sir. And uh, Crane is where you kind of found out you were at, um, athletic, huh, through yeah. kickball and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you transferred over to Patty Welder, and uh, you played football. I didn't play football. I played uh, everything else besides football. Everything else besides yeah. football. Okay. So when you went into high school and stuff, did you already have a mindset that you were going to try everything out? Like, like where does um, your your athleticism and love for sports come from? Does that – is that something that, you know, is just in you, or was that learned from your parents? Did they play sports or family members? Well, my parent, my dad played football. My mom, she tried for basketball, but it didn't work out for her. Um, I feel like a real big person for me in, like, the sports thing was my Uncle Frankie. He was a – I would remember going to his games, watching him play and all that. Always seen his pictures of him in his baseball uniform, his basketball jerseys, like, all that stuff. And, like, he's a real big reason why I decided, like – Let's let's do some sports. Like <laughs> yeah, I gotta be better sure. than him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. So so you got the inspiration from your uncle Frankie and stuff, and um, I mean, you blossomed on your own. Yeah. You know. So did did you spend a lot of time training? You know, going into you know you started in in Patty Welder. Mm-hmm. Now going into high school, you know everybody's developing. Some kids are bigger. Some kids are you know smaller. You have to use what you have to your advantages. Um. Where did where did you learn to take what you had and use them to your advantage? You know, uh, was it after school in the batting cages, or you know, did you run for cross country after after that? Did you put the time and effort in to be as good as you as you are? I most definitely put a lot of time and effort into it. blood, sweat, and tears. I'd say um, there'll be times it'll be like ten o'clock at night. I'm in a backyard, or not really a backyard, like in the, like the front of the yard, playing basketball, just shooting around. Have my dad out there with cones helping me. Um, I have a basketball pole, and I used to have, like, this, like, ball connected to a string guard, and you just throw it around and just keep going in circles. You just keep hitting it. Mm-hmm. I did that a lot. Um, I would make him throw me grounders and all that. I would run around, like, the like the area of our house. Yeah, so I, I feel like I put a lot of work in, and then as I as I got more serious about, like, other sports, especially, like, powerlifting, there will be times it will be, like, in my room, 2 o'clock in the morning, start busting out push-ups, sit-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, until I just can't do it no more. My mom will come in the room, like, what are you doing? I'm just like, I'm working out. For sure. And, and where does that come from? Like that drive where you get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and, you uh, know, to bust it out. Like what what, what made you want to do stuff like that? Honestly, you know? just. Because a lot of people don't put in that effort. You know, when, yeah. when they see, when you get to hear, like you said, you had the potential to win state, a lot of people tend to, like, kind of slack off yeah. and not work as hard. But, you know. Knowing you and, and seeing you, every time I meet you, you're a humble kid. You don't you don't have no ego. You know what I mean. And you still have this drive. So where do you think that drive comes from? Well, uh, I don't. I'm a family person. Like I'm a family type of guy, and I want to make sure in the future that my family doesn't have to go through a lot of stuff they went through in the fe- like in the past. For sure. Going like talking about money stuff like that. Um, that was a big thing for me. Just every time. I'm in the morning, like, every time I'm in the morning working out or after school working out, at night I'm working out, it's always thinking about my family and how, I, what I could do to help them in the future. Like, my, my ultimate goal is to make sure my, my, I could retire my parents. That's, like, that's my goal. I want to retire my parents, get them in a big house, get them something nice. <laughs> Not, like, hey, man, yeah, and you know what? I congratulate you on that because a lot of kids your age – they don't. They don't tend to to think like that. And it's not their fault because you know they they want to experience the world. You know, but that's what I'm saying when I when I uh, get to talking to you. You're always humbled. You know, and you're a big time family guy. Yeah. And uh, you know, obviously that had to start with your parents. How much influence did your parents have in like keeping you motivated and pushing you and stuff? Man, they had. They had they're the only reason why I'm in a lot of sports I'm in today. Because I I'll tell them that I want to join a sport. 
And then at first I wouldn't like it. And I'd tell them, like, hey, I want to quit. And they'll look at me like, you're not going to quit. You're going to finish it out. You already started. There's no, there's no, I'm not going to do it next year. You're going to keep doing it, like, for the next four years. Yeah. And yeah. then when I told them about the track thing, I told them how I wanted to quit track. They were pretty upset about it. But then I was like, but I'm going to do cross country. So that's when they were like, oh, all right. It's kind of the same thing. Just cross country, you're just running more than a. More than a few laps, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, they're like, man. Okay, well, you know, you you just don't want to run on the track. Yeah. I get it. All right, you want to run in the is, woods and stuff. All right. The thing <laughs> is that you know, an orto, you're not a quitter. Like for sure, you're not going to do something and then just quit because if you quit now in the future, you're going to be able to quit on anything else. Dang man, that that's awesome, man. That they instill that in you, and you yeah. can tell, you know, that that you have that drive and determination from them. Um, going into high school, how many sports did you play? Uh, going to high school, I really only played basketball and I ran track. I really didn't play baseball in middle school. I kind of took baseball off just so I could focus on no sports. And then going into high school, that's when I started doing more sports. And, and which one's your favorite one if you had to pick? Ah, uh, powerlifting. I love doing Okay, let, let's do, what is it? Mary, kill, and uh, what is it? Uh, what, what's it called? Okay, kiss, marry, kill. Right. But how can we change that to sports? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Hey, all right. But kiss, marry, kill. Your, your favorite sports. Which one would you have to uh, kiss, marry, and kill one? Take one out of your life. Man. Keep one in your life. And then just play one periodically. I'd say let, let, let's go ahead and kill cross country, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Touche. Running about, run about 30 miles a week. It gets tiring. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and kiss. Let's go ahead and kiss basketball because basketball was a big part of me in high school, shaping me who I am today. Um Let's go ahead and marry uh, powerlifting. Powerlifting, nice man, nice. So you know, powerlifting. um, You didn't, you didn't get to uh, finish because the COVID year, right? Mm -hmm. uh, My junior year, your junior year, right? And then um, this year, talk about this year. How how was the experience this year? This year was crazy. I met a lot of cool people. I did things that I never knew I could do before. Like I opened up opportunities for myself that I was like, this is only stuff I see in a movie, man. it, It was crazy. Um. How was the environment there? Where, where, where'd, where'd y'all have the state powerlifting meet at? State powerlifting, we had it in, um, man, where did we have it at? We had it in Abilene, Texas, I believe. Nice. That that was crazy. Like, we all stayed in, pretty much everybody that was going to that state meet was all in the same hotel. I saw a lot of people at the hotel that I saw at the meet. It was cool. I talked to I talked to pretty much everybody there, getting to know them and getting to know, like, how many years they've done. It was, it was amazing, man. Now, your junior year, you didn't get to experience that, right? Uh, because... No. You didn't get to participate in that last meet, right? Yep. So this was your first experience. What was that experience, and um, you had this song that you listened to. What, what? Tell us all about that. Um, the experience was amazing. Um, I found out I could do things that I really didn't think I could do. I found out I could hit weights that I didn't think I could do. And uh, the song, it's been a tradition. Um, every time I step on the bus or step on the van or car, whatever I'm, whatever I'm in to go transport myself to the meet, gasolina. <laughs> and I, okay, okay, yeah, there, there we go. All I right. don't, I don't stop playing that song until after the awards are given out. No way. I'm being serious. So, so all, all, all turn, all tournament, all me long. Mm-hmm. Gasolina. Yep. Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> and, and, and what, what does that do for you? What, why that song? Honestly, I don't know why that song. It's just every time I hear it, I get pumped up and like I just start like like. <laughs> I get I, I get fired up. <laughs> nice, brother. And what was your total uh total weight lifted at, uh, you, at the state meet? I finished with a nine nine ten total at a hundred eleven point six body weight. 
Dang, 111.6? Yes, Gosh, sir. dog. 900 pounds, almost 1,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. I never came that close, bro. I, I, no way. I look very strong, but <laughs> now I'm weak. That was with bench, squat, and deadlift combined. Dude. Yeah, dang. But, bro, that's a hey, congratulations, thank bro. You, let's, thank you. Let's clap it up for that, man. That's amazing. Okay, so you um you uh you went to state in, in um in uh powerlifting mm-hmm. and you made the playoffs in basketball. How was basketball this year? Man, basketball was basketball was amazing. Uh at first I w- I went to the season thinking like I'm gonna be the guy, like I'm gonna be the guy who's gonna get us where we needed to be. Going into the season, I found out that no, it wasn't like that. It was different. Like this year was we were more of a family in the other years. We were more like a one ball type of per- like type of team. Like everybody, mm-hmm. like do do what you could do to score. And this year we really changed that. This year it was all about family and um, not being selfish, yeah. being hungry for your teammates. And that's what we did this year. Um, we had we had those guys who were just able to score for us whenever we needed it. But we were a majority of like, hey, give the ball to this person, to this person, to this person, just so they could score to help us out, help them out, get their stats up. You know, like, we yeah. weren't really selfish. Like the main person I could think of, Jaden Smith. Believe he's all district, some all district, all area. One of those, one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. Most unselfish person too. There'll be times where he had time. There'll be times where he had easy dunks, easy three pointers, easy layups. But no, he wanted to pass it to help his teammates. Like he didn't care about getting his points up, none of that. He just cared about making sure his teammates got in. Man, that, that, that's awesome, and that has to reflect on the coaches oh, as well, right? Oh, definitely. Have, yeah. So, what, what what would you think about your coaches? I mean, this was your last year. How they put? How they motivate y'all? Man. Coach how, McDonald. How, how did they how did they get in that family unit, you know? Coach McDonald, Coach Reyes, Coach Jones, Coach Murphy, Coach Thomas, they all made sure like we we're a brotherhood. Every time in practice when one person messed up, we all suffered for that. Mm-hmm. Every time that we were running horses and one person decided not to finish the horse or not make it in time, we all ran until we all finished it. Like they really they really imprinted in our brains that, you know, we're one, like we're all equal. There's there's no one greater than, each, than anybody else. I actually had Coach McDonald and Coach uh, Murphy on here uh, on one of the podcasts. Uh, I forgot what name it was. <laughs> we switched so much, God dog. But uh, they're great coaches, man. You know, yeah. and, and great ball players, and I mean, good leaders. You got to have good coaches mm-hmm. to have you know a good team. You know, period, point blank. It's got to yeah. be that way. If the coaching ain't right, or if there's animosity in between the team and the coaches can't fix that, you know, the team's not really going to go nowhere because it's, it's got to be a family. You know the best teams have been to you know a family cohesion. You know they had that family cohesion. So, base um, basketball made the playoffs. Went to uh, power, state in powerlifting, and then you know this week we had your final baseball game, man. So, yeah. tell me, tell me the uh, um, the environment last night, or was it last night? Right, it was yeah, last night. Last night, um, your final baseball game, walking off. It was hard. I'm not gonna lie to you. This whole year, I kept telling myself, like, you know, I'm gonna just do baseball for fun. You know, I'm already, I've already done my sports. Like, I've already done powerlifting, basketball. Like, you know, I want to just relax. You know, but it wasn't like that. The coach pushed us every day, like in practice. He was a, he was a, he was a good guy. Like, he joked around with us. Um, he had, he just had a good spirit. Um, it was hard. Yeah. Man. And 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 how how last night's game go? Uh, we fell short. It wasn't the outcome we wanted, but. We didn't stop playing until we got taken off the field the last time. I liked it because all the seniors played that day. Um, and then right, I think it was the bottom of the six, um, he had all, like, the underclassmen who were going to take our positions next year. 
go out to our um, position and, you know, dub us up, shake hands and all yeah, that. nice. And then we all... Patch, pat, passing of the torch, huh? Yeah. And that's where, that's where it got pretty emotional. emotional yeah, huh? everybody was crying. Um, you got to shake all the coaches' hands. They told you a little thing. The one thing I liked the most about yesterday that Coach Molly, his first year at Victoria West High School, he got all the seniors out during six and seven periods. Sixth period, we went to go do batting in the cages. In the seventh period, we all went to Riverside, and he sat down and talked to us about, like, how baseball saved him and um, how he just doesn't want us to lose each other after this day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, when you graduate, it kind of seems like an end of a chapter and, uh, you know, you, you lose touch. But, I mean, when you got something special like that, you know, you kind of want to keep it because you, you're not going to make friends like you have the friends that you play sports with and you went through those struggles with and, you know, you, you try to come back from games with, you know. You, yeah. You're not going to get that. But, um I guess you will because you know you, you're heading to uh, you're heading to the service after after uh, after school. So uh, I know I was told once that you're never gonna meet the friends you serve with. You know I served uh, 07, 08, went to Iraq, and that's true, bro. Mm-hmm. Like you, you may not talk to them for ten, fifteen years, but if they message you or whatever, it's still that connection. You know. So what what uh, led you to uh, to enlist into the uh, military? Well, my I've always since I was little, I always thought about like. Hey, I want to be an army man. Like I want to be a, I want to be in the military. You know, that's always what I thought about in the when I was since I was little, and then coming up to the high school, that's when I started getting, I would say, like, acknowledged of my achievements in sports and all that. So coaches started texting me, other college athletes started texting me, and then that's when the offers came in. And the offers were nice, like they were real nice. I loved getting them, but then they weren't full rides like I wanted. So they were all partial. Well, let's talk about that. So for some like me, I never got an offer for anything. You know what I mean? How's that process like when you when you get offered and what were you getting offered for? I know powerlifting mm-hmm. was one of them. Right? I was getting the straight powerlifting offers. Okay, okay. So it all started like I started posting myself a lot on social media, like of my lift, my body weight, all types of stuff. And that's when college athletes started texting me, coaches started texting me, started getting recognized by like higher level people. They started reposting my stuff. And um, one day, Coach Anderson from Midland University, one of the best powerlifting schools in the nation. Uh, called me, emailed me. He emailed me first, and then um, he told me about the team, how they're interested in me, and then we went on a phone call. We sat down with my parents, and we talked about some things, uh, money. We talked about uh, housing, education, all that, all the whole nine yards. We talked about everything, and then a few days later, after my powerlifting meet in Toloso Midway, he actually called me. I was like, hey, man, it's time. It's here to offer you something. So um, he offered me uh, quite a bit of money, and um, it was amazing. That was my first offer I ever got. Really? Yeah. Nice. And uh, and so after that, the ball just kept rolling. Right? Oh they yeah, kept they just in coming in. Um, d- uh, Division one colleges started talking to me, like Sam Houston State, LSU talked to me. Um, who else talked to me? Uh, UH, Texas Tech, all of them. But the only thing about the Division ones that they can they couldn't give you an offer because they're not really funded by the school. Mm-hmm. They're more like a club. So oh, that I was see. that was a hard thing for me because like man, Division One. That's what that's what the that's what a kid dream is to go to D one. You know, for sure. Yeah, and, and uh, so you were talking about partial offers. Mm-hmm. Explain to them what a partial offer is. A partial offer is really like, um, you get like half of the tuition paid for. That's basically what it is. And then a full ride, obviously, you get the full. The oh, full I money. see. Yeah. Okay, and uh, um. And so, you know, none of them were really ideal or what you were kind of looking for. You yeah. appreciated the offers. Oh, of you course know, I did. But there, there wasn't really what you were hoping for. Yeah. Um, 
Is that what led you to uh, enlisting? Yeah, that's that's exactly what led me to enlisting because there was a time where uh, the offer stopped coming. Like, there was a time where um, I was just getting talked to coaches. That was about it. And I was like, man, you know, I think this is it. I think that's the amount, like, I was done with offers, you know. So I talked to my parents, and we actually sat down about talked about how much money we'll be having to spend to send me there, even with the offers. And then hearing them tell me that, you know, we couldn't, we can't do this. That's what hurt. That hurt yeah. me. That hurt me, and that hurt them a lot. I know it hurt them a lot. So that's when I was in my that day. I was in my room, and I was like talking to God. Honestly, I was talking to God. I was like, "What can I do to make sure I still get out of Victoria? Make sure I'm still able to fully support my family." I kid you not, man. The next day, Sergeant Chavez was at our school for the <laughs> Marines. Saw me. He was like, "Hey, man, you want to do some pull-ups for a shirt?" I was like, "Of course, I'll do some pull-ups." You know, there ain't nothing. And then ever since then, I've been talking to him, getting to know him, getting him on a personal level, too. And then about a month ago, that's when I decided, you know, I'm going to do this. I talked to my mom and dad about it. My dad was all for it. My mom, she was a little bit sad. But then once she talked, once we sat down and talked to Sergeant Chavez and Sergeant Sanchez, um, she really accepted it. Nice, man. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of good for a parent to kind of have that reassurance, you know, because, oh, yeah. I mean, you're her baby boy, you know. She don't want you to go out there and hurt, get hurt. Um and you said growing up, you always wanted to be a, a, a um, you know, an army ranger or, yeah. or a, 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 um, you know, some commando and stuff. Mm-hmm. How was it uh, you said that conversation with your parents when you told them, like, hey, this is the route I'm going to go? Honestly, man, I told them. I, I looked at my mom and I was like, this is plan A. Plan B and plan C and all that was powerlifting. But then once I got that out of my mind, I told her, like, this is my only plan. If I keep failing... This plan, I'm going to keep trying again and again and again until I get it because I'm going to be a Marine. That's that's exactly what I told her, and that's I feel like that's when she was like, you know what, all right. <laughs> nice, man. And and how do you feel, you know, um, about serving your country and if you had to go to war, going to war? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that, you know, especially mm-hmm. with everything going on with Ukraine and Russia and all that stuff? You know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, obviously the Marine, the military and the Marines, they're going to teach me how to excel in those situations if I needed to, you know. But if I don't need to, I'm not going to use it unless it's self-defense. But honestly, I'm down, you know. For sure. If it's for my if it's for my country, I'm down to do whatever I need to do. Nice, nice, brother. Hey, well, like I said before, you know, we need good men like you, you know what Thank I mean? You. Um, that's awesome, bro. So what do you, what do you think, um, you know, wrapping up your whole high school career, man, what's some of the best things you're going to take away from this? From, you know, because gradu- you're graduating, what, in May, next month? Mm-hmm, next month. Yeah, so next month. So, you know, it's coming down to an end. You know, it's almost over. What, what are what are some of the things you're going to, you know, always remember about your high school experience? Because I tell you what, man, you never forget them. You know what I mean? So how are you going to wrap up? How are you going to all put it in a bubble? And one thing, one thing I remember the most this year is that every Friday night, my friend Damien and my friend Seth, we would go to my friend Seth's house every Friday night before the meet, go to the store and get snacks, and then we'd come back. You'd have to do our little <laughs> weight cuts, you know. I was, I was always the one that was a few pounds above weight, so we'd have to do our weight cuts, and then we'd go to sleep and wake up the next morning, go to the pilot's meet, and we would win, we would win the meet, you know. Yeah, That's nice. one thing I would remember the most. And another thing probably be, like, the people I met this year. This year I got close to a lot of people, like my friend Lane, um, my cousin Lorenzo, my friend Seth, my friend Damien. Like, those are the people that I got real close to. I got a lot close to a lot of the underclassmen in baseball, basketball, like, just meeting a lot of new people. Nice, bro. Nice. And, and uh, you know, going to the military, they got clubs like mm-hmm. powerlifting and wrestling and yeah. boxing and stuff. You think you're going to be interested in something like that? Of course. Right on, brother. What's what's some of the – what's the most uh, thing you're looking forward to in the military? Honestly, 
I'm looking forward the most is I want them to push me past my limits. Because once I get pushed past my limits and I'm still able to do what they need me to do, I feel like I made it in life. What uh, what sport you think pushed you the most? Mm, definitely powerlifting because there will be times every morning I wake up at 4.30 and I go lift. So I'll get, I'll get to school like 5.15. Me and my friend Damien said we'll be there in the morning lifting. And um, there will be many times where I'm let's throw, let's throw a 300 on, you know, let's get it. You know, I've done it before, I felt it. Let's go 185 on bench, you know, I've done it before, felt it. Let's go 315 on deadlift, you know, I've done it before many times, I felt it. It's just me failing multiple times made me realize, you know, how important this is to me. Because when I failed, it sucked. I would cry. I would sit there and cry because how angry I would get. For sure. So. Yeah, man, you know what? That's a good thing that you ain't got no ego because mm-hmm. that ego will kill you quicker than fucking HIV. I, yeah. tell you, <laughs> I tell you that, man. That's that's awesome, bro, that, you know, you can – because some people fail and they quit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said, when you fell in life, it's all about just getting back up. Bouncing Keep getting back. up. You know, exactly, bro, exactly. Man, bro, so, I mean, I appreciate you coming on here. You know, we, we don't really go that long, but mm-hmm. I wanted to – this is what the podcast is about, the field house. You know, we want to put spotlights on athletes that past, present, and future, you know. And uh, before we leave, though, uh, we got some breaking news. Uh, Victoria's own uh, Bailey Zappi uh, just got drafted to uh, uh, Patriots, the baby. Patriots, yes, man. Sir. So we're going we're gonna to drop that bomb on y'all like Iraq. I think uh, if I did it right. You guys, excuse me, guys. That's yeah. All right. No bombs. No laughing. Oh, there we go. One more time. Bailey Zappi to the Patriots, baby. Let's go. Let's Belichick. Go. Hey, Belichick did it for Brady. Yep. Yeah. You know what? Let me ask you. Some of your favorite athletes, man. Before we get uh, out of here. Some of my favorite athletes. Tony Parker. One TP. Of, All right. Of, I got no, it. He's short. He did his thing on the court. Um. Let's see. I'd have to go with, uh, man, Carlos Correa for the Astros. When he oh, played for the Astros, you know, I loved him. Uh, Dude, I can't believe Carlos Correa left for, yeah. what, what, what did he leave for? Like $10 million or yeah. something like that? Like, mm-hmm. bro, the Astros couldn't sign him and, and lock yeah. him in for that? I mean, guys, dog, Correa. Let's see. Who, who wants to go to Minnesota? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I might say Houston, H-Town, you know? That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I, we got fucking NASA and shit. I know. Everybody came from H-Town. Exactly. And and you, you want to go to Minnesota? I don't even know what's in Minnesota. Yeah. You know, I, besides the Timberwolves, that's it. But that blew my mind. Correa, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. And any, any powerlifters that you watch? Oh, man. I, just, I don't really watch them, like, competition-wise. I watch them more, like, on their Instagrams while they do, like, their own workouts. Uh-huh. One of them is Russ Swole. The man's huge. Oh, nice, nice. I, I believe he squats, like, 890 raw. Holy crap. Yeah. Damn. Dude, when I was growing up, there was this guy named Eugene Johnson. You ever heard of him? Nope. Okay, Eugene Johnson, he was a black dude. He was like maybe 6'2", 6'3". In high school, he weighed, I don't know, let's just say 300 pounds. Mm. But he could run like – he was a running back. Yeah. Right? And he was fast and he was strong. And uh, he was in powerlifting. And uh, I don't know if he won state. I I think there were some grade issues there, but – he had, like, one of the records for, like, I think, like, a 900,000-pound squat, something crazy like that. Yeah. Like, dude, he was a strong freaking dude. And uh, I don't know I don't know if there's people like that doing that. Is there, is there people doing that now? Or, <laughs> yeah. Or is, that, is that simple? I mean, are people is – yeah. is that, like, a common thing now? Yeah, this kid, Dante DeLeon, 
from, man, I forgot what school he's from, but he just committed to Midland. I was talking to him a few days ago about it. He squatted 800 pounds um, at the state meet. Holy shit. Yeah. 800 pounds, dude. That's he's like my height, your height. Like He's between there. No way. Yeah. Just a solid. He looks like a rock, I bet. Yeah, right? he's, yeah he's, dude. Yeah. Do you, you know, you ever seen those videos where the power lifters or the weight lifters, uh, they like pass out and their nose starts bleeding and shit? Speaking of passing yeah. out, at the state meet, um, I ended up placing 10th at the state meet, and I wanted to place 5th. So in order to place 5th, I had to hit a 400-pound deadlift. Never done it before. Uh, my trainer, my coach, they looked at me and was like, you're going to hit it. Let's go. I was like, all right, let's do it. No, I didn't think about it. Let's just go. You know? So they blow this 400 on a bar. I get under there. You know, I do my little thing. I, you know, I get settled. I lift it up off the ground. Next thing you know, boom. I wake up and everybody's around me. Wait, like, you passed yeah, out? I passed out. Ryan to the judges, like, Ryan to his chair, just boom. No way. Yeah. And, and is that from not breathing right? Because you're like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it's it was. From the, I think it was from not breathing right. Um, It was crazy. I woke up. And, like, they were all around me. I was like, did I get it? Because I heard everybody, like, going, like, screaming, like, clapping and stuff like that. So I was like, did I get it? And they're like, nah. <laughs> I was like, ah. So I, like, yeah. of course I got real emotional right there. But, hey, but you yeah. left it all out on, you oh, left yeah, it all out on the mat. You know yeah. what I mean? That That's crazy. Well, uh, Eric, man, like I said, I appreciate you coming on the first episode. You know what I mean? I hope yeah. to check back in with you after you finish basic. Yes, sir. You know, uh, see how that went. Give us some stories from there and let us know what you're going, uh, what you're doing. Keeping up, you always got an open invitation, brother. When you when you're back in town or whatever, uh, you always can come back on and just shoot the shit, brother. Uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for enlisting, and um, congratulations on all your achievements, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. And um, this is the first episode of the Fieldhouse Podcast. So check us out. Um, yeah, Facebook, all that stuff coming soon. Eric, you want to plug your uh, IGs uh, or in, Twitter, whatever you have? My Instagram is underscore Eric Orta underscore. Yes, sir. Nice. All righty. There you hear it. I, we appreciate it, guys. Thank you all.